What was that? I just said, oh, the bongos. I forgot. Yeah, man. It's been a minute. It's been a re- it's been a real minute. It's been a minute. What's up, man? You're. Uh... <laughs> it actually hasn't been a minute, but um... you're you're dressed like a a former Nickelodeon child star who could not get over the past. <laughs> I don't know if you re- I don't think you released video of this, but listeners, he's wearing a backwards sideways backwards hat and a Michelangelo Ninja Turtles Cowabunga shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess I kind of do, but you kind of look like a washed up child star. So uh, I look, yeah, I look terrible. That's, I could get away with any looks like jokes. It's kind of like my N word. I'm just such a weird looking uggo that like I can make fun of anyone's looks and they're like, oh, well, he has it worse than any of us. So he can say that he can he can make fun of our looks. I, I really <laughs> what I was saying, it really hasn't been a minute because we were we were on. I was on. I did your podcast yesterday. Yes. And one uh, time. That was fun. That was fun. I mean, I was so nervous going into it and it was, it was, I wanted it to be different than last time, but just as fun as last time. And I was like, I don't know if I have as much jokes written as I should have. And I, it was, I I, thought it was very fun. Did you, did it live up? Did you? Yeah, I I thought it was, I thought it was a good time. I mean, at the end of it, since I built my expectations so high, it probably didn't live up to it in my head for my sake. Yourself? I thought you did great. Everything went. I thought I thought it went really well. That was a, just a fun pot all around. Well, I need that validation, sir. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, yeah, come back and do it again sometime. I, I can't wait. Um, so since we did the podcast two years ago, we've hung out quite a bit of times, and we have. Uh, and uh, I've I probably dropped your name on the podcast a billion times now. Oh, uh, really? That's great. yeah. yeah. Just, just, just putting you over. Just being like, ah, oh, my friend Eli. He's, I appreciate it. He's I appreciate it. It's shit. tough to get over. I'd like it, to get over in the wrestling world. <laughs> I don't know if my podcast is going to get you over in the wrestling world, but uh, for sure. Oh, come on, it's the you're the you're the Chris Jericho of uh, of uh, not Capital Wrestling anymore. What is it called now again? Catalyst Wrestling. Catalyst Wrestling. There you go. Yes, I, I um. I probably not going back. Oh, uh, well, um, I am. <laughs> um, pr- well, the thing is, man, like I had a lot of fun there. I had a lot of fun doing the things I did, but uh, you know, there's certain elements that just would prevent me from going back, I'm sure. Right. And uh, you know, it's it it is what it is, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh I mean, I I really I really felt like I was being underutilized in a lot of ways, but then at the same time, I was really grateful for the TV time I had, but I was just very much like, I was uh, almost an accessory, and every time I brought it up, it would be like, somehow I don't take the business seriously enough. And I'm like... Um, yeah, I remember we talked, and you were saying you were frustrated you wanted to have a singles match, and you, you weren't getting a singles match, and that's what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it never happened. Oh. Well, maybe, uh, well, I'll go next time. I'm going to go to Catalyst once it reopens. And they're going to be like, oh, Eli, we heard you dropped on Corey's podcast. You're a big deal. And I'll be like, look, give my boy a singles match. They'll be like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right away. So I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up. Appreciate that. Yeah. It's just like, you can, you can, I mean, I know I can 
have a more concentrated performance when it's a one-on-one or something other than a scrambly shit tag match. That's more, that's more for new guys. That's more for youngins. Not, you know what I mean? It's just, it was, I don't want to say we're the same age, right? You're 34. I'm 36. 36. Okay. So you know, within two years is the same age. Yeah. 34 is the same as 32 and as 36. But, uh, I, well, the thing is, you're probably, we are relatively young in the comedy world, right. but in the wrestling world, are you, are you an old timer at this point? Kinda. Yeah. I mean, um, I, and it's also, you know, being like being in the business since I was a teenager makes me an old vet, like an old head. That's like, you're kind of like the, I heard, uh, have you heard of, uh, Steve Austin? No. Okay, no, he's a wrestler. You should look into him. He's like kind of a lesser-known, obscure wrestler. You gotta, you gotta dig deep, like I do. Uh-huh. And uh, he has a podcast, and he was talking about, uh, he was about Daniel Bryan when Daniel was like thirty-four or so, and he was describing him as the, the young old guy, like the young vet, and how that's like the perfect where 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 it's perfect because you're not like you're not forty-five where you're like really kind of like old for wrestling. Right. You're still relatively young, like thirty-four, whatever. But you have just like you know, 15 years of experience, like when you've just been wrestling for fucking forever. And right. comedy, I first did comedy. I always say I started when I was 22 because that's when I started. That's when it was available to me to do it like every night. Mm-hmm. But I first did it when I was 19. So in a way, I feel similar to you do in wrestling where I, I feel a little bit veteran-ish, even though I've had zero success. <laughs> 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 I'm not yeah. saying you haven't had success. No, I, I, I agree with that. No, no success thing. But I, I've had no success. But I do feel like um, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I know a thing or two. And I, I imagine you feel the same way about wrestling. You know what I mean? Well, I feel so the same feel, same way about that as I do comedy. Like when you said like you you started really when you were 19. Like I started doing comedy in like 2008, and but I didn't like start taking it seriously till like 2018. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I started taking it seriously around 2007 is when I started really fucking like pounding the pavement and like busting my ass. Right. Like I was always, I was always kind of not sure what my voice was for a really long time. Like that. Oh yeah. That's something you have no, I you have no say of. You have no say in when you find your voice. Right. You know, some and, people, I've seen people like within a month, they're, they have it figured out and some people take seven years. Right. You, you've got yours real hard. Do I? That's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, it's, it's you. It's who you are. It's not like. Yeah. It didn't it just take. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It didn't seem like it's a, it's a, a rough transition from your onstage persona to your life like who you are and hanging out with you out in out in the world yeah it wasn't always like that you know there was a time uh early on when i did more just one-liners and i was trying to be clever and kind of like trying to like um i definitely didn't feel like myself on stage like i have uh i don't call my i'm not a redneck or like anything like that but like uh, i definitely have like a um Sometimes when I'm when I'm the most comfortable, I have a sort of like southern good old boy demeanor, like mm-hmm. to an extent. 
And like, I couldn't put that on stage. I just had no idea how to relax and be my, it took years before I was myself on stage. I just wasn't relaxed enough. I just was very like, okay, say the jokes, just say them. Like, don't, it didn't look like I was having fun. I was telling jokes that were probably like, okay. But like, that's all it was, was reciting jokes. And it took forever for me to feel loose on stage enough to just be myself. You know, uh, I think I, I feel like I learn a lot. Like I'm a student of the game of comedy more than more than like I'm working in it or like having any success in it. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, I, I research so much and I write so much and I like work on stuff so much. And it's like so consequence free, like no one's seeing it. And it's like I, <clears throat> I'm more thinking, uh, focused on getting really good at it as opposed to like putting it all out there. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, I think I think your your approach, like, and it's funny because you're you talk the same way on your podcast as you do on stage, and you're like, "All right, guys, I'm gonna come on, just all right, guys, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you something honestly right now." Like, <laughs> it's it's just it it flows, and I feel like I feel like you've gotten to the point where you're really, really good. And now it's like, now it's like the next level is just on the other side of this quarantine for you. (laughs) I hope so, dude. I, um, I've slacked. I'm just kind of coming out of like a kind of like hazy depression where I just like, I just lost like a year, man, a year and a half. And I'm just now coming out of it. And right when I'm coming out of it, of course, this fucking quarantine has to happen. So now I'm, I'm like, I'm chopping at the bit. I want to get back out there and fucking prove myself, you know? I want to, like, kind of, like, uh, I don't know, show motherfuckers what I can do because I feel like I've slacked. Right. Like I, that's the way I see it is a lot of motherfuckers don't know what I can do, and that's my fault because I slacked. And so it's on me to go show motherfuckers. That's what you got to do. Just show motherfuckers what you can do, I guess. Yeah. that uh, That's correct. That's all the way correct. Like, I, I felt like, I felt like probably a little over a year ago, you and I had a conversation in person and it made me go, man, I want to have another podcast with Eli where it's just you and me. And we're talking yeah. about which talk was that? We've, we've had a lot of talk in uh, armory hallways and <laughs> right. school hallways while you were getting, <laughs> while you were getting dressed and undressed. <laughs> no, we were, we were at a bar. Okay. We were at a bar and we were talking about home. We were talking about home and I was talking about, I was telling you about how my my brother, sister, and my mom live across the street, and you were like, "Dude, really?" Oh, like, right. I remember the I remember this conversation. Yeah, and then you were telling me about, dude, you just picked up and you gambled on yourself real hard. Like yeah. that's something that like when you told when you were talking to me about that, and then we were telling me about how you're missing your family and all that. It, <clears throat> I had an immense amount of respect for you at that moment. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I do remember that talk. How like I'm always kind of like uh, a little bit jealous of uh, people who live very close to their family still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. What What's your What's your relationship like during all this? During the lockdown quarantine? This is still with another the, cute the fam- cast, with, as you call it. With the family. Yeah. Uh. Good. I mean, we um. 
My relationship with my parents is one, it's like interesting. It's uh, very good and tight, but low maintenance, I guess. Like they don't need a whole lot of like phone calls or nothing. So mm-hmm. it, it, so we we text. I've texted with my parents. I've like videoed with them a couple times. Me and my brothers have been chatting a lot. We've been like FaceTiming and shit and all that. Yeah. They have kids or anything? Brothers, no. They're both married, but they don't got no kids. Uh, kids are for suckers. I guess. <laughs> You're like, cut that part out. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> but um, did you watch Louie's new special? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I thought it was really good, yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, that's why my stance on the Louie thing, uh, what he did was gross. Uh, am I gross for watching and enjoying the special? I don't know. Got no answers. That's the extent of my analysis of the whole situation. Well, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't just land on it being Louie. It's across the board. Separating art from the artist yeah, it's yeah, always, yeah. Always it's gonna be. A, it's a good stand-up special. Yeah, it's just it's kind of hard right. to argue that. Mm. It, it'd be a tough art art argument. <laughs> uh, I don't really, I don't really watch too many stand-up specials. I haven't. Um, other than the Louis one, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I've watched any recently. Really, I just watched the new Seinfeld one. Oh, uh, he has a new one. Yeah, it just came out a couple days ago. Uh, see, we were just talking before we started recording how I don't really like I don't seek out comedy stuff to be honest. I don't really like watch it very much. I like me some dramas or some foreign movies or some action movies. I don't know. What's the what's like your go to during lockdown at this point? Well, I mean, I kind of like like I, said, I just kind of recently came out of a depression and. um so what I, one of the things I did, I, I'm cutting back on vices and on like video games. I'm cutting back on all this shit at the worst possible time. <laughs> like right when it would have been like, I have all the time in the world to just fucking. But I don't want that. I did that for the last year. I was a depressed, sad sack. Well, like it was like there's a dependency that builds when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's anything, uh, anything, any like entertainment, passive entertainment, weed, any, any of that shit. Like, even if it's not like physiologically addictive, like heroin, that level of like escapism and retreat is addictive. And I got yeah. addicted to that. I got addicted to just the the escapism, like the little bubble that you can form around yourself that's made out of laziness. Basically, I got addicted to that, and I finally broke out of it, and I'm happy about that. And I don't want to slide back into it. So the ironic thing is, I've just been doing a lot of work. During this quarantine, I've been writing a lot. I've been uh, teaching myself woodshop. I've been learning piano. You know what I mean? I'm just doing as much as I can active. The only indulgence I'll do, I've, uh, I, I watch the, I've never seen The Sopranos. So mm-hmm. I, I've been watching, every now and then I watch The Sopranos episode. Okay. That's about it. I haven't really watched much other than that. Are you alone mostly? For the most part, yeah. 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 How about you? No, no. I have, I have roommates. I have roommates and my girlfriend. Nice, dude. So, uh, you you still in the same house in Philly, right? Yeah, yeah. Nice, dude. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What do you What have you been doing? Um, watching movies and TV and nice. Uh, recording podcasts and listening to podcasts and my girlfriend has a podcast too. Sick. Uh, I mean, I don't listen to it, but she records it on one room while I'm recording this in this room. It's it's that's cute. It's kind of cute, and <laughs> I've I've never dated a, a comedian before. This is my first time. 
Oh, you didn't comic? Yeah, yeah. She's not like uh, she's not somebody you would know, but okay. The Philly, the Philly comic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, that's cool. We probably have like friends in common and shit. That's that's cool. Probably, probably, yeah. yeah. But uh, she she has a a podcast called Ladies of Metal. Sick. She, she's a crazy little metalhead. Nice, nice. But um, yeah, dude. Um. I'm I'm just a lot of the time spend thinking about uh, how optimistic I'm being through this, like what how hopeful I am for after this is over. Yeah, and uh, like what what the world's gonna be post this, you know, post this time frame. Yeah, what do you think the world's gonna be? I'm hoping that everyone is going to be kinder to each other, and I'm hoping everyone's gonna be more like willing to come out of their house and more excited and more gra- grateful for their jobs and more grateful for oh, yeah. uh, gatherings like um, comedy shows or wrestling shows. Of the Juggalos. <laughs> yes, gatherings of the Juggalos. Um, I think that that will happen for about two weeks. <laughs> no, but I, th- I don't think that they're going to open that part up for a while. So, no, so. there's going to be like a real longing for getting out and doing like restaurants are going to be limited right but i don't even know how they're going to wind up limiting like events like comedy and yeah i don't know a lot depends on what happens like i think we'll know within the next two months as things open up we're going to know either everything's going to slowly kind of work out and everything's going to be kind of okay or there's going to be a huge second wave and it's going to hit the reset button on all of this yeah yeah, yeah, it's 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 something I I don't want to be I don't want to be picturing the worst at all, but I know that's a possibility. Yeah, uh, but even the worst, like I don't think that I don't believe that there is just no end to this. Yeah. I think the worst case scenario is this is just going to happen longer. I, there, there is there. I think that there is a light on the other end of the tunnel. Like I think everything will be okay. You should you should do an episode of your podcast where you're roasting protesters. The Corona protesters. Yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. That'd be funny. <laughs> no, because I mean, I had um, I just had Jeffrey Gorion, Jeffrey Gorion on. Oh yeah, I uh, love Jeff. A couple days ago. Uh, well, it'll be, you know, when this comes out, it'll be a week had passed since that. Yeah, one. we were all fucking worried about him for a minute. Yeah, so he, dude, everything was hell. It was a horror story, like him bad. in the hospital. It just it sounded like I could imagine being in those shoes. Yeah, yeah, it's real, man. Uh, I understand how some. I understand the frustration of some people in states where it's much less severe and like. It just it's all like abstract to them. They don't know people who are getting sick and all that. Whereas we like in the New York area, New York in this area, I think like we know we all know people who like had a terrible time in the hospital. So to us, it's a little bit more real. Right. Uh, what's it like in Bama? I don't know. I uh, my I was texting my friends and they were just like mad that sports were canceled. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's that's the extent of it. Kind of, kind of the same way with my boys in Ohio. I, I understand if you're in Ohio where there's just like way less shit, and they're like, 
you got to open at some point. I just hope it's done correctly, you know, like the slowly, like, okay, step by step or whatever. Just enough so that there's not a huge fucking second wave, you know. But New York City, I think, yeah, I don't want us to open up anytime soon, I don't think. Yeah, that's probably not for the best at the moment. Uh, so I like to say that this is we're living in history. And I said it on your podcast yesterday. It was like we're living in a real historic time. Yeah. So this is a this is a time capsule for the historic time. And true. What you did and what you said is going to be a memory that lasts with somebody who hears it or sees it. Oh yeah, that's that's another thing you told me when we talked. I don't know if it was the same conversation. I think the same conversation part you you want your voice recorded. Like you want people who you knew to have access to your voice yeah. after you're gone basically. Uh, yeah, for you know, that's that's true. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I never really thought of podcasts that way, but it's true. It is. It's like a document mm-hmm. of yourself. So I've been doing this segment on here, which I'm calling audio time travel. Right. So your your friends, your best friends, your your family, your parents, twenty, thirty five years from now, get a hold of this audio and want to hear a message. You're tr- you're in that moment, right at this moment. They go, I wanted to find out who Eli really was at 34 years old. Like, what what did he go through to evolve to who he is right now? And what can we learn from it? You just want me to say it? Like, yeah. where I'm at? Uh, As if you're well, I mean, right to that person. Kind of what I already said, basically, that I'm someone who fucking, I worked my ass off at comedy for a long time. Uh, nothing really, not a lot really happened for me. I got this great. I went through a big, like, I, I'm coming out of hardship and depression. And that's where a lot of evolution, that's, your biggest bounds in evolving usually come in those moments. So I feel like I'm in mid a giant evolving bound. And as soon as this quarantine's over, you know, I want to get out there and fucking, uh, live again and show what I'm showing what I'm made of, show what I can do in comedy, show what I have to offer. Cause I've been, uh, Hiding that away for a while now. That's where I'm at right now at 34. During during this, are you are you getting any income during the the pandemic? Are you? Uh, I'm getting, getting thrown getting some Trump writing bucks? work. I'm getting thrown some. Yeah, I got the Trump bucks. I got. Um, I'm getting thrown some writing work, which is good under the table, right? Not official. Right. Yeah, industry don't fuck with me. But uh, <laughs> you know, the industry's dumb as hell, and uh, the comics, you know, ball don't lie. They know what's up. So. People, so I get paid, you know, I get, I get, you know, fucking Comedy Central won't hire me to write for the roast, but my jokes appear on those roasts because, you know, comics know what's up. Sorry to get real cocky right now. It's all I've got since this fucking quarantine. I can't go and prove myself. Just let me be, give me this slice of arrogance. Just let me have this slice of arrogance. <laughs> I, I would not, I would not take it as anything but like, you know what you are. Like that's. I hope so. I don't want to come off as a dick. No, absolutely I, I, not coming across as a dick. In- sometimes if you go through a long ass period, like I did, like of a year and a half of like depression and down on yourself, like the comeback, get it, just regaining your com- confidence. There has to be an overcompensation. You mm-hmm. know, you can't just come back sure of yourself. You got to come back thinking you're just the fucking man, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hopefully I will once. Hopefully I'll, I'll feel like I do feel like the man right now, but like I want to, you know, show it. Hopefully that I want to I want this quarantine to end so I can go out there and do stand up again. That's Yeah, I want to I want to wrestle. I mean, I want to I miss wrestling. My back misses it. My neck misses it. I just miss like hitting the ropes and taking bumps like 
If I could just get in a ring for a minute. <laughs> yeah, that kind of shit's addictive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. One of my hopes is that um, comics all become self-sufficient because of this, and we all realize we don't need the industry, and the industry just crumbles. That would be, oh. be amazing. If the yeah. comedy industry, if the industry side of comedy just collapsed, I would love that. Wow. I mean, where, where would the big money come from, though? I don't know. We, we find a way to self-sustain. We find a way to earn it on our own, you know, like the way people are doing now. And it becomes more, more a thing where, okay, the funny people actually uh, are getting, getting their due, not just who some uh, sad sack fuck at the top of some industry well, like there's, you know, there's like certain favoritism and nepotism that goes in every industry. Yeah. And I don't, here's this other thing. I don't like people who, I don't want to sound too like complainy because I don't like it when people are like, I don't like anyone who really makes excuses, but, uh, so I don't, I don't care. I don't, you know, industry going to industry. I don't blame them for their choices. I kind of get it, but, uh, they, I mean, they do, they are fuck, a bunch of like artless retards. So like, I do hope that they fucking crumble. It'll be great. Well, I mean, they're they're not like I say people who run wrestling shows and people who run comedy aren't aren't wrestlers and aren't comedians. Like they yep. don't know what it's like to do what we do and to like pay the dues. Like yeah. they just paid the dues money wise yeah. and like and like stepped in front. And I, I have a theory that we don't actually need them. And I hope that uh, quarantine proves that theory right. Yeah, I think that we're gonna. You know, this is gonna weed out. This is gonna weed out the shindies. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, people who probably shouldn't have been running yes. at all aren't yes. gonna be able to recover from this. That'd be great. <laughs> so, um, so are you? Are you? Did you say you, you gave up smoking weed altogether now? Are you? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not like fucking. Uh, I am sober, and I just because uh, to me, like, there's like a level of extreme. No, first of all, no judgment. Everyone deal with your right. problems the way you deal with them. Like, no judgment on someone who goes completely sober. Like, that's for me personally. The way I am, if I go to the other extreme, I feel like that to me is me being insecure again. It's me having a little bit, it's me feeling, I want to feel like I'm completely in control. And to me, being able to do these things exactly when I want to, that's, that's real control. So I haven't gone cold turkey on anything. Because right. to me, I wouldn't feel like I was in control again. I feel like I would just like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would feel like, oh, it's my insecurity saying I can never do this again. And for other people, that's not true. The other people, so there are some people I think who are making the complete correct choice by going like cold turkey on their vices. But for me personally, I've uh, drastically cut back. Uh, I want to make sure I I don't do it uh, unless I know I'm in control and for the right reasons. And if I feel like I've earned it Hmm. no longer as an escape. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, you want to watch some, you want to watch something that's going to, that's going to, you're going to trip, trip out on. You want to be high first thing. Maybe. Like, uh, yeah, watch, I, I, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that every like, now and then. Like watching Black Mirror. Uh, I don't really fuck with that. I, it's a good show. Every time I watch it, I'm like, damn, this is a great show, but I'm so stressed out right now. Yeah. So, I, uh, but no, there's, uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with uh, getting high and doing a thing. I just don't, that's all I did for a while. And I right. want to make sure I'm not that way anymore. I want to make sure I'm completely in control. I, I'm right there with you, dude. I mean, it's 
it's been it's been probably a couple months for me like that oh, I yeah have, yeah nice. i mean i'm just I'm living my life my my girlfriend's a, a straight edge so oh, that so makes it, easier. I, it does make it easier yeah so um it's it's really it's it's a good time man i, I i've been enjoying i've been it's enjoying great. you know it's like I haven't really been going to a job since October, like going to a job every day. Like I was like a off at an office. Yeah. So, um, I was just going to sets, like going to film sets and TV sets. And like, um, now that's all closed down. So were you, were you doing like PA work? No, I was, I was doing background work. Nice dude. For like TV and movies and stuff. That's awesome. That's- that's I always wanted. I, I know a few people who do that. I always kind of wanted to get into it. Yeah, man. I remember I, I sent you the info. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I sent you the info. Like, like I said, I I was in a depressed phase <laughs> this last year, so I don't. Okay. I yeah. don't know. I, <laughs> I want to do that. <clears throat> yeah, dude. I want to. Like, I was working in a mail room, and um, that shit closed. I mean, closed for the you know for the prank the, the great prank that's going on right now uh the what and, uh i call it the prank this plague uh we're getting pranked pretty good by mother nature prankademic uh, i feel like we've had it coming but um <laughs> yeah prank prankdemic pandemic prank, yeah um <laughs> i uh and you know when it comes back i want to go back and work but at the same time i i, I want to fucking you know this is kind of, i thought i would be a full-time comic years ago you know, and right. you know, I like uh, some day jobs are better than others. I like the the mail room I'm at now. Like, I don't, I kind of don't mind. A lot of people hate kind of like labor. I don't mind. I'd rather kind of be on my feet and actually work in like slinging boxes, all that shit, like putting, sending books out and packages on a conveyor belt. I kind of like that more than sitting in front of a computer, like office shit. That's the kind of job that really drives me crazy. It's, yeah, same, it's like at hitting the, same the time, I just want to get out of the nine to five world completely. I want to just be a comic already. I've been saying, and and even to Ash, I've been saying for years, like I feel like that's wasting eight hours of a day going to a job. And it's like not aligned with what my dreams are. Yeah. And it's easy to get complacent. Right. That's the other thing about office jobs, dude. If you're like in front of a computer and you don't even have to do that much work, it just sucks your time away. Just going online, like doing all that shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I um, I was working in a warehouse for like five years. Yeah. And they laid me off, but before they did, I was like, you know, I could probably do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I was like seriously considering that. I don't mind where I worked in a warehouse when I first moved out here. Um, I was. Yeah. It's uh yeah, warehouse work I, I I like I like I like all that better than um the few times I've had strictly office office like temp work, I've just either been really bored or been really felt out of my depth. Like right. I don't know what the fuck like, oh can you do this mail merger? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like <laughs> that kind of like spreadsheets, all that shit. So I definitely prefer like a uh I'm more comfortable in like a warehouse job, to be sure. Well, I mean I could I could see you uh, I could see you making uh, as a like a road comic like getting out there and God I hope so getting getting road gigs like 
headlining and doing doing it all, man. I really see that for you. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. I'm uh, fuck. I think about this fucking damn dude. You ever had like a whole like lost year, year and a half? I feel like maybe everyone has, but like yeah, where you yeah. really just crapped out and just fucking stopped. I che- I checked out of everything in my life, and I didn't know it. That's the thing. You don't really know it at the time until you look until you break out of that funk and then you realize like fuck i just wasted a fucking year and a half of my life holy do, shit do you do you got that obamacare no i don't i don't got no kind of fucking health care man. Yeah, man i always get fucked over man i always i try and you know i go to places and they like fucking they have you as a temp where like oh technically you don't have 50 input like they always find a way to fuck you out of that shit yeah i was a temp at this place for fucking technically i was a temp at the spot for fucking uh eight years and they fucking never gave me no benefit. That's how they got out of not giving me no benefits or nothing like that. By keeping you a temp? Yup. I mean, temp temp work for eight years isn't really temp work. No, it's not, is it? You'd think you'd be on a fucking salary by then. You'd right. think they wouldn't just fucking out of nowhere lay you off after eight years, you know? But that's the fucking trash-ass economy we live in. Yeah. The, um, that's what... That's what um, it's weird because I did, I have to change my relationship with like money because I feel like I need it and I have to I have to more love it instead of hate it because of because of the economy being bad and because of corporations fucking people over and it's a cliche but they do it <laughs> yeah but it's like I sh- I shouldn't go like well money's evil the people who the people who are screwing people over are evil. Oh yeah, I don't. And money, no, I want money. Just, I would love to have. I'd love to have money come over right now as a friend. I would welcome money. Yeah, let's. I would like, come in, sit down for a while. Can we? Can we? Can we uh, please sell out at some point? Oh, I would love to sell out. <laughs> yeah, all that shit I said about industry talking, all that shit. Yeah, if they come knocking on my door, I'll be like, yes, sir, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a. Uh, I'm like. My whole life, I always said like other other long haired dudes when they would cut their hair short, I'd be like, "You're a sellout, you're nah. a real sellout." But like, I I was just talking about my uh, well, my girlfriend the other day. I was like, for like the bet for like a good part, for like a good film part or TV part, uh probably would cut it. I mean, I I used to be that way. I um I have long ish hair now, but I I like it shorter now. I I, I wish I could get my fucking haircut right now. You though you got a fucking luxury, luxury, like, luscious mane. <laughs> yes, my my, uh, my my hair is my one of my favorite things about me. Yeah, now, well now my hair's all gray, which I like, but I look like fucking Dante from Devil May Cry, so I want to just cut it like shorter, I guess. <laughs> I I don't know that game. Oh, it's a it's a fun one. They're all the Devil May Cry series is one of my favorite game series. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a PS4 anymore. Did you hear about that? No. no right. I had a, I had, I had a, a shitty roommate. Oh, okay. I had a shitty roommate who, uh, who didn't pay the rent and stole my PS4 out of my living room. PS4? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, his stimulus check just came here. Well, maybe you can do a little trade. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm 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 just gonna not well, do I hostage it switch there. hostage trading right I put I put the word out there got nothing back I mean, I'm gonna do nothing else 
Like it's just gonna be with that what it is and Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I'm I've given it already too much energy. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I've cut back on it, like I said, because the last year and a half I played way too many video games. So I've I've completely I've I've cut back on that. What what's like what was like your your faves? Games? Yeah. Um, the Devil May Cry series and the Mega Man series. Anything Capcom, I love Street Fighter, all that. Um, Witcher three, uh, I loved Red Dead two, I loved. Uh, but like, um, yeah, Devil May Cry was a lot of fun. Uh, Titanfall two, Doom, Doom is fucking sick. I'd say that I don't know what you're talking about on any of that. Doom, you've heard of Doom? No. Oh, I played Doom on my. My PC back in 1996. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a there's a new one for the PS4, 2016. Oh, yeah, and there's a Doom Eternal, which I've never played. That just came out, but uh, the 2016 Doom is fucking sick. Um, I have never been good at video games. Oh, I'm not good at all. Like, I love so- racing. Oh, I love racing games. Burnout Paradise is one of like I love racing games. I I have, I, I have two NASCAR games. <laughs> Dale Jr. Love Dale Jr. <laughs> I I uh I only like like the wrestling games and GTA five and I, that's it. Like I wanna I wanna play GTA five. Uh I'm not gonna I just like I had too many fucking you're a guy in a giant world games. Mm-hmm. Those can be overwhelming. I've never I've never I don't think I've ever played a Grand Theft Auto game now that I think about it. Other than just like at a friend's house and I just fucked around for like five minutes. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's that's all I would do. Just fuck around and stuff. Because... Yeah, but I've never like uh, bought or started uh, a GTA game. I think I maybe played some of the first one, like for the original PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, the wrestling games. What are your, I've been, uh, I have, um, not lately, but I was, when I was still depressed, I was playing a shit ton of uh, Fire Pro Wrestling. Love okay. that shit. What, what, which I, games do you play? Played. Oh, just a 2K. The 2K yeah. games. Just, 2K, uh, I have most of the 2K games. I don't have the most recent one. The, 2K, the most recent one sucks real bad. I, I mean, mean, I really like 17. Uh, 16, 17, 18, I thought were all good. Yeah, I, I mean, I like 19. That's the one I played the most, probably. Who's on the cover of 19? AJ Styles. I don't know if I have 19 or not. I think I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. 19's good uh fire pro dude it's fucking sick it's it's different it's like 2d kind of and simple moves but it's addictive and the um it's got the new japan roster on it which is awesome uh so you can play as like fucking ishii and shit and uh fucking naito and uh, that's my guy and uh there's tons of awesome customization you can do customized belts rings make your own federation i recommend the fuck out of fire pro world wrestling well if i get another ps4 i'll check it out (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> at the moment i don't have i have a ps3 because my best friend was like oh i can let you have my ps3 for your living room because that was what i used for my dvds to watch DVDs oh, yeah. in the you living room with your the blu-rays PS3. and your dvds yeah, yeah exactly so i mean that's kind of almost a dead medium now too i mean uh, i can dead. stream most yeah. of anything that yeah. i want to watch yeah uh yeah dude um I, w- I wanted to see if you wanted to um, if you wanted to uh, come hang on an episode of Wrestle Rock one of these days. Yeah, we got you know we we we've it seems like the doing the Zoom part of it is like better. It's okay. like better than us all meeting up. Like we would go to a studio, and it was like 
oh, we don't have to drive 45 minutes to get there. Yeah, <laughs> well, I found that booking is easier. Yeah, booking, getting guests to agree to do your right. podcast is easier if they don't have to travel at all. Right. Yeah, we we haven't really had any guests. Actually, we were supposed to have Joe Gacy last week, nice. and and he did he did it and he didn't show up. Oh no, that's but um, we haven't had any big guests in a while. Like, but when we were in the studio, we had um, Jerry Lawler call in, and we had oh dude, had um, Lenny Poffo. Nice dude, that's sick, and uh, just. You know, a few, few, pretty, uh, Tom Brandy called in, gave who, us a really cool you, interview. Who, who do you do it with? Who do we do what with? Like, who are your co-hosts? Co like? Oh, um, Rick Rick Connor. He used to wrestle as Rick Feinberg. Okay. Back in the day. Um, Sick. And then, um, and then, uh, I, it, it used to be Matt Flowers, but Matt Flowers uh, took a hiatus, and it's uh, Mark Kalbacher who. He's a, just a bartender in Philly. He's just like this northeast Philly. Yeah, yo, yeah. I'm just working on my Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. But it's it's fun, man. It's a fun time. Yeah, like the last episode we did, he was like replacing his bumper through the whole episode, and Rick just kept muting his his mic. <laughs> kind of how like on your show when Becky's not even near the thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It it was kind of like that. Nice. So, um, do you have anything, anything that you want to turn it around and ask me any questions or uh, have any topics that you want to bring up to me? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I already asked you about all the like wrestling. Where are you? Are you gonna? Um, you're probably not gonna be with Catalyst anymore. Which you know, we'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> Uh, are you, are you, is there, are you going to go somewhere else? Is there wrestling in the, in your future? Um, well, I only had one, one more date on my calendar before this thing started, mm -hmm. uh, before this pandemic thing started and that got canceled. Uh, so it really kind of depends on what it's going to be like. So either I'm going to hang up my boots or I'm going to buy a new pair of boots. <laughs> nice dude. I think you should buy a new pair of boots. Yeah, that's the, that's the plan. We're, we're gonna. That's what we're gonna do after this quarantine. We're gonna show show motherfuckers what we can do. That's what right. we got to do. Um, I uh, are you gonna still like hang out at Catalyst? Like no. if I if I message you and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go to Catalyst tonight. Come, you you probably wouldn't. Probably not. No. Eh, fair enough. You know. Fair I enough. mean, the 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 bitch of it was getting there. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you have to go from Philly to Jersey. Yeah. For me, it was like. That's weird. That it was like way easier for me to get to than for you, and you were actually a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it it you know it's all it's all going to depend on a whole lot of things, but probably you probably won't see me there. Um. But but um, I think from the start of when I left, I was like, you know, I need probably six months. Is what I told them. But um, that that always means. That always means I'm not coming back. Oh, it does? Okay. Well, do you, man. You you know what's best for you. Well, like, I knew uh, Chuck Payne had left. Like, a couple other people had left, and I was like, oh, this is everyone jumping ship kind of thing. Uh, dang. I think mean, you still got, like, Amico, Ash. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I I have, I have some great friends there, yeah. and uh, I love a lot of the people there. But uh, some of the other people I don't love as much. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, and uh, you know, my wallet got stolen in the locker room in March. I was I was there. I was there. Yeah. And uh, and I never found out who did it, and no one ever talked about it. And like that sucks, dude. If it was somebody else, they would have been like made an announcement about it. Oh really? They that sucks that you. Yeah, you never even got to like. So you never even got to look at the video cameras. No, no. That sucks, dude. No. So it was just all. It was. A, it was a whole lot of me feeling like I was being taken for granted. You know what really? I mean? Yeah, I get it. I, one thing I wanted to like, who the fuck like stealing a wallet is not even like unless someone carries like tons of cash, which a lot of people don't. Like I never really have cash on me. Right. So it's literally like in this day and age when you can just like instantly cancel your cards like what what like the the risk the reward risk is inbound for stealing a wallet is way off like i don't i don't see it as worth it anymore to try to steal someone's wallet no that sucks it was you know it was like it was just had a bunch of important stuff in it now i don't carry around as much important stuff for that reason like it had my um of course like my my credit cards and my license and stuff but it had my bodyguard license and have my forklift driving license. Uh, and yeah, shit that the person who stole it can't use. But yeah. Like you really need. Right. Yeah. It sucks all around, man. But you know, it was, uh, I, I can, I can shrug it off as a lesson learned. Fair enough. And, uh, it really, it really was not handled. Like, I really feel like if someone had, if someone had taken one of the 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 poster boys wallets in the locker room okay. it would it would have been gonna... announced and addressed and yeah it would have been a big deal but it was That's not sad. a big deal at all that sucks <laughs> um, so who who do you see I, and i i really want to like get more into talking about like the depressed the depression and like but not really want to like get depressing about it. <laughs> so right. I want to say like, who, who are you seeing that's like inspiring you to pull you up out? Like, what do you see happening? Like what other people working in the world are you seeing? Oh, okay. like, oh I could kind of do what they do. They um, inspire me to do what I want to do. Let me think for a sec. Um, well, I think you answer your, like, what do you think? Do you have someone like that? Because I'm trying to think. There's definitely an answer here. I just never know when I'm like have to actually say it. Who am I inspired by? Are you? Do you got that? Who 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 makes you really want to go out there and fucking show motherfuckers what you can do? Um, I get inspired by a lot of people, dude. Honestly, I'm inspired by a lot of people. Like, if I if I just hear a story about someone who I hadn't heard a story about before, I'm inspired by them. Like, I'm inspired by you. I'm inspired uh, by you. When you told me that you moved away from your family and you were missing them and stuff, uh, I was inspired by you to say, look, wow, you really bet on yourself here. Oh, thanks, man. You really, you really took a gamble on on yourself. And thanks, man. Moving well, yeah, into- I mean, a lot of wrestlers have inspired me over the years, to be honest, just seeing them do what they do. Colt Cabana is one. He just, like, created this little empire for himself, which is fucking awesome, yeah. I think. AJ, but AJ, like, you know... I, I would like, we'd see him like at indie shows before he right. got signed, and he would just put on the best matches in the world. And I'm like, wow, he's in front of like 
49 people in this fucking basement and he's just fucking this is just he's one of the best artists i've ever witnessed and you know i talked to him once and he was just the nicest he treated me as if like he had no obligation to talk to me or but he, he went out of his way to be extra warm and like sincere and to me just as a person like his like kind of like christian values and all just as a person he inspires me and as an artist and then like a couple months after that he you know went to wwe and his career took off and it was just like one of the coolest things I've ever witnessed kind of in, in real time is to see this guy go from that to, you know, obviously he had, did things before the Indies to establish himself as AJ, but right. AJ Styles and Kevin Owens both are like huge inspirations to me, just as far as people far above me in their world. I, I doubt I ever reached in comedy the heights of what they've reached in wrestling, but I'm inspired to because right. of them. Right. Uh, as far as there's probably a ton of I like um, a ton of comics who inspire me and shit, but who uh, I'm like even like friends with. So I don't even want to say because then they might hear and then get a big head about it. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> you're inspired by me, huh? You can't you can't congratulate your own. Come on, dude. You you got to. You're right. I should I should talk about. Uh, yeah, yeah. Put okay, some yeah. good put some good vibes out there, man. I mean, like I said to you earlier, the consequences on saying anything on this are so low. <laughs> because <laughs> um, uh they might not hear it and it might not get back who cares like yeah. um I, there's comics i'm incredibly inspired by like like uh pete holmes and duncan trussell and joe rogan oh um, yeah yeah those guys over there i mean i'm not friends with them but it, i love what like uh um I love like what the Comtown guys have done. Uh, I love like Legion of Skanks, what they've done. Like I love those guys. Um, anyone who's kind of built their own way in comedy, I just have incredible respect for. Basically, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, uh, and Zach's right. Zach's right in. Oh, the- dude, Zach is such an inspiration because that dude fucking he his three favorite things in the world are comedy, horror, and wrestling, and he's right. found a way to fucking forge a legit career in all three at the same time. Right, just fucking insane. Yeah, Zach's a huge, and I, he's one that I'm like I'm friends with, so I don't even want to like, I don't want him to fucking get a big head about it and be like, oh, I'm your inspiration. But uh, <laughs> Zach is an inspiration. I'm not gonna lie, Amico, Amico's an inspiration to me. I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna pretend he's not. Uh, I mean, y'all, just seeing what y'all did at uh, it was Capital at the time that I was hanging out, but like seeing what you and Ash did, honestly, like just building your own fucking thing, your own self-sustaining thing. That's just it's inspiring to me. All that punk rock shit, man. I'm inspired by any any D any any successful DIY. I'm just I'm there. I'm I'm inspired by what you do. You know. I um. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, I I hope to inspire a lot. You know what I mean. I hope that I can introduce somebody to inspiration all around. You know, like I love the idea of like the connection, the resource that connects one thing to the other, like the fact that, um, you know, maybe I'll introduce you to somebody who then you can have a guest on your thing. And then like, I just, I'm super fascinated by that. And maybe somebody gains a new fan through that, you know what I mean? And gains a new way to be inspired. I, I love that. And I just want to continue doing that. Like I would like to, any any of my friends who have an interesting perspective, point of view, voice, I want to make sure they're they're heard. 
and make sure that they know that they should put it out there. Maybe it's going to help somebody. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Like, it's it's uh, it's it's fascinating to to think about like how like I have a I have friends here who I have friends here who have you know friends in California who they want as guests on my podcast and like nice. things like things like that just ways that ways that connect us all but then I'll find out that that person has like seven mutual friends with me who are like actual friends and it's just cool little like that's what network that's what social networking was on uh Facebook when Facebook first started or MySpace yeah yeah, yeah you know? true true but I, all, all networking yeah i mean i don't want i don't want it to be networking because networking seems so funny oh uh, yeah yeah i don't but, look at it like that either i never have but right. like um what you're what you're talking about just like seeing different people and being inspired and be like oh i'd like to have that person on my show you know yeah that kind of thing's awesome right yeah spontaneous networking networking without really even think like consciously net because yeah i hate a motherfucker that consciously networks some hey phone. eli hey eli good buddy no i said <laughs> <laughs> like uh my do you know, do you know matt tremont I don't know Matt. No, Matt Tremont. He's like a deathmatch guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, uh, I don't. He, uh, he. I think he was at Capital once. Oh, but uh, he, oh, maybe I, maybe I met him then. I'm not sure. He, uh, he started his own wrestling promotion years and years ago, and I was like, "You ready for everybody to hey buddy you?" Because once you like get some something. Everybody wants to be your oh, like, oh yeah, like hey buddy, hey buddy. So whenever whenever I see Matt, I would always be like, hey buddy, hey buddy, hey buddy. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like nobody wants to be like sincerely. Your, I mean, people do sincerely, but a lot of those people who are out for themselves oh, just. I've uh, I've had uh, different points in comedy where I was more successful than others, and the points where you're more successful, and it seems like things are happening for you. Oh, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people. But the thing is, the good thing about like kind of not, I guess maybe not being very successful, like going, having like ups and downs, you kind of do learn. You learn who's just being an opportunist and who's your real friend, basically. You learn, you see people come when during the high periods, you see people flock around you. And then as soon as the highs end, you kind of see who stays and who goes and you just take a mental note like, okay, you, you learn to recognize, uh, recognize it for what it is. Right, because it's it's got a it's got a stank to it. Mm-hmm. It's got a it's got a real like a dead body odor. Yep, like it smells like a dead body. Like there's just no sincerity behind it, and it's like really, I've I've kind of at this point started blocking some of those people out of life. You know, I I did go like name name the top five people in your life, and then name how many of those people want something from you oh wow so i would try to make sure all these people that are the top five people in my life aren't asking me for things yeah aren't aren't wanting things from me that's probably a healthy way to do it i mean i i start i thought i was doing that for a while and i was really blinded a couple of times and uh you know, I had to come out of the other side of it. Like you said, lost a year. I lost, I lost a little over a year. Like I was, had a situation going on for like five months. 
that was an abusive, not very healthy situation in yeah. my living space. And I was like, you know what? This is never happening again. Yeah. And then I had a conversation with somebody who could have could have prevented it from happening again, but then made it happen again. Uh, and then it was another eight months of unhealthy, unhealthy shit. And it was like, all right, well, I, I got, I got to be selfish now. <laughs> I uh, got to be selfish yeah. now. Well, I mean, you got to look out for you. Yeah. Right. But I'm, I'm in a better place right now than I've ever been. Great. I think. And you know, quarantine's not getting me down too much. I mean, I'm still, yeah, I'm, I'm, still... Uh, I'm pretty, the, the money things always, but like I've, I've, I've money's been a fucking I've been like kind of just barely above water my entire fucking life. So that's nothing. The money concerns are nothing. They're there, but they're nothing new to me. I'm I'm in general pretty upbeat. But, I'm enjoying cooking and all that shit. I've gotten way better like it. Like I feel like I could be a fucking short order cook at this point. It's <laughs> like stovetop grilling shit like eggs and chicken sandwiches and shit. I'm loving it. Well, I mean, it's got to be the money thing is probably got to be. I mean, it is for me, too, but I don't live in New York City. Yeah, uh, everything in New York City is so expensive, and I can't okay. e- I can't even imagine that. But like you said, money's always been money's always been a, a struggle. Yeah. So very few. I've had very few extremely comfortable patches in my life as far as money's concerned. So my struggling is kind of my comfort level, to be honest. Right. Right. <laughs> I've been more down and out than this thing. Oh, and- dude, that yeah, that's it. This is like this isn't even in my top five. Right. hardships this is not in my top five hardships without a doubt not even close yeah man i i'm really glad that i i mean i i've got a neighbor across the street who's got a weight room in his basement and i'm over there that's so cool dude every day or two yeah that's one thing i'm trying to do i'm trying to be more positive dude in general i know it's a cliche i'm trying to just be fucking happier because I think it is a choice, to be honest. I think you can choose to just see things happier. And like, I'm trying to fight up. When I slip into grumpy, I don't want to be grumpy anymore. I don't want to be distant from people anymore. I don't want to be closed off emotionally anymore. So I'm I'm all about opening up in that regard, counting your blessings, all that shit, just being positive, all that cheesy shit. Well, I want to put it out there to you again, which I'm sure I've done. But if you're going through that, man, please don't ever hesitate to call me. If you need yeah, to just I'm, I'm down call to just me on the chat. phone. I want to talk with people more, you know, because I've yeah. always been, I've always just been like a, a, I really just have been a loner my entire life and mm-hmm. that's fine. But I, I, I don't want, like you're missing out on people. I don't want to miss out on people and I don't want people to miss out on me anymore. So I do want to start talking to more people. So I might, yeah, I'll probably take you up on that. If, if you got, if you got stuff going on, if you just need to escape the city, you want to come here, come here. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that's totally fine, dude. This is a, this is a pretty good comfy couch here. That sounds fun as hell. Getting there. The thing is, there's all these places I would be fine with going. Getting there seems stress. Getting out of the city, like finding a way to get places seems a little bit stressful right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It does. It does. But, you know, the invite's there. I mean. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot, brother. Just need some escape. Uh, I'm here for you, man. I, I, I'm happy to be here for you. I'm appreciate happy to be any resource that I can be. Like if you want, if you want some sort of like. Talk to somebody I know. You need an invite to somebody, or, or you need like a uh, introduction to somebody, or anything like that. Happy, to, happy to do that for you. Cool, and for you sure. know, if you, you know, if you ever go out on the road, you need somebody to come open for you. Oh hell yeah, dude! I'm I'm a good host. Hell yeah, hell yeah. 
Well, I got to go for baby steps. Let me get my ass out on the road first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the way I wrap up every episode, and I think you know this. Do you remember what I said before? Uh, it was, it's been like two years. I, I like to follow up. And it, it feels like this. If, if you like look back at my podcast, there's going to always be repeating guests because that's part of the evolving. That's part of what the last year, you know, last two or three years that have brought you to this. Yeah. So, like, well, I had, I had uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Gorian on mm-hmm. almost exactly one year ago. And I had him on again. And it's like the same I, with Chris Cotton. I had him on one year and then exact year later. Yeah. So it's, oh, I'd like to try to get as much like repeat guests to sort of catch up on those things. Yeah. But what I said to you probably a year ago was hypothetically, hypothetically, I've gifted you this podcast. From now on, it's evolving with Eli Sayers. <laughs> and this episode has been your first episode. All right, fair, in, fair. In a very Jerry Springer's final thought sort of way, how would you wrap it up in a nice bow in like a, in like a minute or less? Wrap up the podcast? Yeah, what this podcast has meant and like wh- how you can be inspired by it. Uh, well, I mean, uh, everything I already said, coming out of the Depression and shit like that, like that's... I have evolved since the last time I was on the podcast, I went through that period of depression. And so there's a before and after, I guess. And this is the after, hopefully, and the start of a new uh, new chapter. And uh, my hope is that next time I come on the show, uh, it'll be even more success. Like It'll be even more like, hey, all that shit I talked about, I wasn't just talking on my ass. I'm doing it now. So that's what I'm going to hold myself to. I'm holding myself accountable for next time. Next time I do this shit, I better be fucking Skyping you from a fucking hotel in goddamn Arkansas where I just headline some garbage ass comedy club. <laughs> that's where that's what I hope. <laughs> or or uh, we'll be doing it in the same room and I'll have the mics in front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or I'll be hanging out with you in Philly. Maybe I just did a show in Philly. I'm I'm crashing with Right. It. Or that. Yeah. Or that. But um is there anything else you want to you want to uh, to put out there, plug or whatever? Uh, follow, check out my podcast, The Roast Ghost. Uh, you're on a couple of the episodes, a couple of fun ones. Uh, your episode should, if I get around to editing today, uh, if there are no hitches, sometimes there's hitches. My laptop's not the most recent, but it's it's a she's a sturdy girl, and uh, hopefully I'll get the video out on YouTube tomorrow. Um, yeah, listen to my podcast, The Roast Ghost. Follow me at Eli Sayers, E L I. S-A-I-R-S. Subscribe to me on YouTube. Also, just Eli Sayers. Um, I'm, putting out, I'm putting out comedy songs. I put a couple, like, I call them burn ballads. I just put out one about Jared Kushner. I did one about Ron Howard. I have a couple roasting songs on my Instagram and my YouTube. And I tweet them, but they're easier to find on Instagram YouTube. Check those out. Uh, other than that, no, I think that's about it. Well, I, I love spending time with you, man. It's you a, too, it's, brother. It's fun. It's fun. It's a good time. I, I, it's always a good time on here. And uh, I, I hope we get to hang out again soon. Yeah, I hope sooner rather than later. I hope that yeah. happens. I appreciate your time, dude. There's a lot. Of, I always say, I always say that there's a humongous currency in attention and effort. So you made the effort to come here and give me your attention, and I really appreciate you paying me that. Oh, well, you did the same for me yesterday. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate. That's what I'm saying. Like the, you, you know, our list, our listeners. You know, the people who are listening to this conversation. This is your first time checking us out. 
really appreciate all the attention and the effort. You know, you could go back perhaps and check out the archives of 183 other episodes. Check out Roast Ghost. Uh, Maybe subscribe to both of those podcasts so that you'll get a notification every time a new episode drops. Leave us, leave us both five star reviews. That would be great. All right, awesome. Well, Eli, I appreciate you doing this, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, brother. All right, keep evolving. Be fun. Have safe. You too. Later. Bye.